Hi everyone, Brother George here. Welcome back to Bible Made Easy Podcast. If it's your first time to join us, then a big thanks to you. Please be sure to subscribe if you want to receive notification of new episodes. This is the fourth episode in a short series covering Bible prophecy, and especially what it tells us about the future. In the last episode, I shared prophecies regarding the signs to look for that lead up to the second coming of Jesus. And the final major sign given occurs immediately before his second coming, that is, the rise of an evil world leader called the Antichrist. So who exactly is the Antichrist, and how will people be able to recognize him when he arises? Let's look at what the prophets have to say. Now there's a patchwork of Old and New Testament scripture passages which refer to the Antichrist. He's labelled various names such as a horn, a beast, the lawless one, or a king. When read on their own, some passages are rather mysterious, but each one is like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle that when pieced together with each other, give us such strong clues as to who he is, that when he eventually does arise, it will be virtually impossible not to recognize him. I'm going to read some of these passages mostly straight through, with comments interjected only for clarification. Some parts are a bit long and cryptic, but bear with me because I'll sum up everything at the end. Okay, here we go. 1 John 2.18 Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, So now, many antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. The next passage refers to animal horns, which in Bible prophecy is used to symbolize powerful kings, kingdoms, and nations. Daniel 7, 24-25 As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom Ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, the saints being God's people. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. That's three and a half years. Daniel 9.27 He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. The Hebrew word for seven here means a time period of seven, and in the context of this passage means seven years. In the middle of the seven years, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, and at the temple he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Excerpts of Daniel 11:21 to 45 He shall come in without warning and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. And the king shall do as he wills. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper. He shall honor the God of fortresses. Those who acknowledge him, he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many, 
and shall divide the land for a price. He shall come into the glorious land, that means he'll invade Israel, and tens of thousands shall fall. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, yet he shall come to his end with none to help him. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-12 Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Revelation chapter 13 And the beast that I saw, to it the dragon, that's the devil, gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed. And the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. That's three and a half years, the last half of his reign. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it, everyone whose name has not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. That's non-Christians. The next part speaks of some sort of right-hand man, promoter of or spokesman for the Antichrist who is called the false prophet. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence, and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak, and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. And it causes all to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Revelation 14, 9-10 And another angel said with a loud voice, 
If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger. Revelation 19, 19 through 21. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse, that's Jesus, and against his army. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Okay, let's put the pieces of the puzzle together and summarize what we've learned. Antichrist means against Christ. He'll be like an imposter savior, full of the devil. Just like Jesus came to represent God in the flesh, he will come to represent Satan in the flesh. He's going to appear suddenly, obtaining his position mainly by peaceful means, clever and deceitful political maneuvering, and with perhaps some military action. This will include gaining power over a group of 10 of the world's most powerful G10-like nations, especially through somehow subduing three of the most dominant ones amongst the 10. He'll broker a seven-year covenant which most Bible scholars expect will be an unprecedented worldwide peace treaty, which attempts to unite a fractured world of nations, ethnic groups, and religions under the banner of his leadership. This will include a solution to the previously unsolvable Middle East problem by granting all three major religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, equal rights to have access to and worship at Jerusalem. This will allow the Jews to erect a third temple and for the first time in 2,000 years resume temple sacrifices. He'll become the virtual king of the world and demand the allegiance of all people. He'll be a highly intelligent leader, charismatic personality, a super orator that will inspire widespread admiration and will be regarded as a superman saviour of humankind. His power and anointing will come from the devil because he will be possessed by Satan himself. He'll suffer some sort of deadly wound or health crisis that seems to temporarily kill him from which he miraculously recovers. His rule will be authoritarian and his government will be communistic and totalitarian. With the aid of his right-hand man, the false prophet, he'll implement a digital currency-based economic system centered around what the Bible calls his mark, which will be on the receiver's right hand or forehead, without which one cannot participate in the economy. In other words, they'll be treated as social outcasts. Bible scholars speculate that this could be some kind of implanted computer chip containing personal ID with monetary transaction capability. And there's a mysterious connection between the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, and the number 666, 666. He's going to persecute Christians and people of other religions who oppose him. He'll speak against God and consider himself to be God, even at some point occupying the new Jewish temple in Jerusalem as a God demanding worship. 
To this end, his spokesperson, the false prophet, will set up some sort of image in his honor which will be able to speak or communicate and somehow designate the death penalty to those who defy him. Could this be some kind of supercomputer storing information on all the world's populace, along with some kind of screen which transmits his image throughout the world for worship and adulation by the masses? We'll see. This abominable image will be unveiled in the middle of his seven-year peace pact, which is when he will break or tear up the covenant, begin to oppose religious worship, put a stop to Jewish ritual sacrifices in the new third temple, and trigger the last three and a half years of history until Jesus returns, called the Great Tribulation Period. People who knowingly give their wholehearted allegiance to the Antichrist by doing these two things, that is, worshipping him and his image, and receiving his mark, will be considered by God to have given their hearts to Satan, and will receive harsh judgment. Immediately after the final three and a half years of his reign, will come the very happy ending to the whole saga when Jesus will return to earth to take his children to heaven and to wage a victorious war against the Antichrist and his forces, which will result in him and the false prophet receiving divine punishment. So, when will the Antichrist arise to power? Let's talk about that in the next episode. In the meantime, while the thought of the appearing of such a wicked world ruler might cause us to worry, Remember, his time is going to be very short, and in the end, he'll be utterly defeated by Jesus' return. Remember Isaiah 26.3, which says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. And if you want a deep dive into studying about the Antichrist and other end-time prophecies, I highly recommend the site countdown.org. Okay, that's all for today. See you all next time. Bye.